0: Have you ever wondered why narcissists seem to avoid feelings of shame at all costs, like no matter what they have to do, it's like, let's get away from shame. Let's avoid it. So don't have to feel it. So don't have to experience it. What does shame actually mean to a narcissist? Why do narcissists engage in behaviors that bring shame upon themselves, but then still do things that shame themselves and still go back? Like, it's just like a vicious cycle. Like why in the world does this happen? I want you to join today and just like talking through this discussion as we explore the intricate connection of shame between a narcissist and themselves. So, like, what's actually going on between there? I'm going to try to like have different examples that have happened in my life, different things that have kind of been eye opening over the past couple of years. It's interesting because I didn't even realize that this video I was planning on recording today and my stack this morning going through was talking about my shame and progression of shame even over the past six months. Of, like, where it's transitioned, what's actually happened in my life, understanding shame on a whole different level and having it not control, but having it actually partner with me as I continue to grow and develop. Super fascinating. There's a lot of different things about it. Okay. Now, with shame, part of it is first and foremost the fear of inadequ- inadequacy. Can't talk today. And also the fear of rejection. Okay. Think of it this way shame is synonymous with feelings of inadequate, but also, like, the be- best word that I normally say is vulnerability. Okay, being vulnerable brings out shame, typically because when I'm vulnerable, it starts to expose the stuff that's inside, the stuff that I don't want to see, the stuff that is incongruent with the mask, with the version of reality that I'm putting out for the world to see. Like vulnerability in this shame piece represents this huge emotional wound that threatens to break down the facade of the mask, the facade of the grandiosity, the superiority that the narcissist has in her life. Avoiding shame feels like the only way to survive. Shame oftentimes feels like death. Sometimes people are like, like, it's not that hard to be vulnerable. I'm vulnerable all the time with my friends and all this kind of stuff. And i like, you have to understand for an empath to be vulnerable, it might feel like a paper cut. For a narcissist to be vulnerable, it feels like you're sawing their arm off with a spoon. Like it's gonna be the worst thing ever. It feels like death. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's the best way I can describe it. So like avoiding shame is this survival instinct of like, I have to be able to avoid this no matter what, because they fear that acknowledging imperfections may lead to rejection, may lead to abandonment of my others. It's very circular in reasoning. So I'm not looking for you to be like, oh, this makes sense and I get it for myself. No, you might not even, it might not even make sense to you. You're like, why do they do things that cause shame? Then they feel shame, which caused them to do shame. That's the whole shame cycle that we see. We see that in different aspects of different sex addiction, pornography, like different addictions of like where the shame cycle goes back and forth. Okay. This whole piece of acknowledging the imperfection, like is one of the scariest things too. Like that's vulnerability. Like, for me, I was like, I'm always perfect. Like, I viewed I was perfect. I would tell my wife, like, it's hard being with such a perfect person. Like, that's how I was in a lot of scenarios of, like, I'm the best ever. Like, why would, like, no one else's opinion matter? Like, it was all, like, about me, okay? Now, think of it this way. Like, like in the workplace environment, I didn't always say it was about me, but I acted that way. So, when people had constructive criticism or they had different things, like, a lot of times I would dismiss it. I'd be really defensive or I would make sure I would get other people on my side to be like, look what they just said to me. Can you believe that? And they'd be like, no, like that's ridiculous. Like this whole thing of like, let me be just be dismissive of what they're going to do. But the whole goal is like, I need to protect my image. I need to protect all these kind of things to be able to avoid shame associated with not being perfect in the things that I was trying to do. Okay, so shame a lot of times is this survival technique of let me actually be able to avoid it. This becomes like walls and barriers and even like armor of narcissism, of like the defensive piece of armor of like I have to appear a certain way, act a certain way, which is really fascinating when I was creating this because like it was... I don't know. It was like years and years and years ago when I was at the place where I'd actually view myself as like having armor. Not like I was walking around with like armor, but like mentally I was like, oh, like there's a spot where someone can get me. I need to cover that up. I need to like build that up and shield that so someone can actually attack me there or hold me accountable there or show that I'm not perfect there. Like it was a unique thing that like I remember having these different thoughts. They just weren't as like, Nuance and as clean cut as I'm trying to explain them now. Probably didn't even sound clean cut. It's fine. Okay. So, narcissists oftentimes use defensive mechanisms to shield themselves from experiencing shame. These defense mechanisms you might have denial, you might have projection, you might have blame shifting, allows them to avoid confronting their own flaws and their vulnerabilities. Okay, like you might have a narcissist that gets confronted about like the something that they did and they're going to like deflect it of like you're too sensitive, like you're overreacting and trying to do anything they can to shift shame from themselves onto someone else to try to move it as fast as possible. So I've been doing a practice for a couple of years now, just meditation in the mornings, working on getting clear of my head. Now that might be getting clear of like the thoughts that I have, helping me rewire my mindset, help me commune with God, whatever that might be. I'm working on different pieces of that. I've had a couple times where I've had these experiences with shame of saying, Hey, this is what's actually going on. I had one not too long ago, maybe it was like a month or so ago at the time of this recording, and one of the experiences with shame. Um, we'll just say the whole thing okay so it's almost like think of it like a dream sequence Uh, if you've ever seen like Chronicles of Narnia or like uh, read the books or something there's like this one scene in it where there's like all these like pools okay there's all these like pools in the woods think of that and then think of stranger things kind of like genre like laid over it's like dark but all these like little pools And for me, like all the different pools represented different like moments in my life, different things in the past, all this kind of stuff. So I'm like walking through and each time I get to this place, there's this like monster that like runs out of the woods and like kills me every single time. okay? Not trying to be graphic or weird, but like that's just what it was, okay? So I'm like going through this experience and I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like what's actually happening? Finally get to one place where I get to one of these pools and I actually like dive in. So I go back to a previous memory, Part of the thing is I don't remember the memory I don't even know what it was but I know that inside that memory the monster that came out of the woods it was a younger version okay like 7 eight, nine is all that I like know or remember in that thing there was like a moment of like acceptance of that okay then as I came back out I realized the monster comes out to attack me again doesn't do anything like he's there but he can't actually do anything start to realize that that is a visual depiction of in that moment my version of shame. My version of shame coming out to try to kill and destroy the things in my life that would have me experience vulnerability, the things that would actually have me open up to the things I want in life, but I'm not willing to open up to because it's too scary. And fascinatingly, this whole experience, we like sat there beside one of the pools for a little bit. And the only thing that embodiment of shame or whatever said to me is he came out and he said it was easier to kill than to experience life. That's what I got out of it. And so this whole aspect of like growing up, going through life, going through all these different things, it's like easier to shut down this version of myself than it was to actually experience it because experiencing it meant it was opening up to this vulnerability piece of like, then I have to be vulnerable about who I actually am. Then I have to be vulnerable about the shit that's inside. Then I have to be vulnerable showing, hey, I'm not perfect. I don't know how to handle that. We're going to shut it down. We're going to build the wall. We're going to put up the armor that says, hey, you cannot get through because I'm a perfect person, because I look so good, because I am so good, because I do such good things, whatever it might be. is always trying to build this wall. And it became very true when I learned about this and I talked about this um, in in this whole evolution of learning about shame. Like shame for me has transitioned and grown and, and morphed in so many different ways. We're just going to go off script, okay? So So a while ago... Uh, this is probably like three months ago, I had, or four months ago, I had this, another experience with Shane, okay? Now this was completely different. This is me just thinking in my mind, hey, like over the past like years, I've always got through every barrier in my life just by using my ego, just by using my drive, just by using like, I can do this, you know, and just basically the concept is just running through walls. Like here's an obstacle, boom, run through the wall. Here's an obstacle, boom, run through the wall. And I started to realize that over a period of time, All of me running through these different obstacles was my ego leading the way of being like, "You got this." You know what you're talking about. Everybody else is stupid. You're like, boom, just run through the wall. Finally, I ran into a wall several months ago that just knocked me flat. Like I wasn't able to figure it out. Like my ego wasn't enough to actually break through. I'd been running through these like plastic walls for so long, there's a piece of cake. And all of a sudden I run into this like brick and concrete reinforced wall. And I'm like laid out on the floor and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can't actually work through this. I can't figure this out. And then when that happened in my mind, there's like shame coming around the corner being like, ha ha, see, like look at you, like you're stupid, like all this kind of stuff, like all this like negative talk, right? And so what I realized is that ego had been blown through the walls for such a long period of time. That's what I was used to. And then I viewed shame as being like the negative voice in my head of like always putting me down or being like, ha, look, you messed up. You screwed up. You're in all this kind of stuff. What I what I didn't realize is as I learned to reframe it is shame actually knew that there was this barrier coming and knew that there was this wall coming and it had actually been trying to speak to me for a while saying, hey, slow down. This is going to hurt. If you do not actually get help for this, this is going to wreck you. This is going to destroy you in a lot of different ways. But I didn't want to view it that way because it was like shame is the enemy. So like I had to keep running from it. Okay. And then I get to this place where I can't figure this out. I get laid out because like this this wall just completely decimates me. And I'm like, I can't do this. And I start to realize that shame actually wasn't putting me down. Shame was in the corner like yelling the whole time, look out for the wall. So it's this unique experience and this radically shifted my whole perspective on shame because it started to shift my focus of like, wait, it hasn't been attacking me this whole time. It's actually been trying to expose me so that I actually don't do the things that are gonna be harmful. But that's a completely huge like difference of like how narcissists view shame. And it was like mind opening to me of like, wait a second, what would happen? Or like the thought of like who would I be if I actually viewed shame in a different light. If I actually worked on integrating it into my life, not as something that is destroying me or that I'm running away from, but is actually trying to expose the pieces of me that I'm like, if this is exposed, then I can work on it. If this is exposed, then like there's nothing to run from. If this is exposed, then it's not an addiction that I have to deal with. But this whole aspect of shame is so hard for people to be able to work through and be able to run from because it feels like death dealing with vulnerability. It feels like death dealing about shame. The only way for anybody to heal with any aspect of shame, narcissist or not, is to deal with vulnerability and to deal with truth. Setting shame free, getting free from the bondage of shame requires embracing vulnerability and facing truth. I got to a place in my journey that I finally started to realize that there would be no change without vulnerability because vulnerability was identifying where I was on the map. It was telling me, hey, this is where you are. This is where you want to go. Without vulnerability, I was like, don't know where I am, can't figure it out because I wasn't willing to be honest about where I actually was. This is huge and very hard at the same time. But when you start to open up a door of genuine self awareness and personal growth, you start to see when I'm vulnerable, I can actually change. When there's no vulnerability, there's no change possible. Just like with a narcissist, if there's no honesty, you have no relationship. There's no change even possible. If you can't get the person to be honest, you can't even talk to them about narcissism. There's no point because they're not willing to actually acknowledge that their reality is not 100% true. Without truth, without vulnerability, no true change can happen with anybody out there. So regardless, if your narcissist seeks therapy, goes to different counseling, tries to do all these different things, if they're still being a liar, nothing will change. Hopefully that makes sense. Talk through a bunch of different aspects about shame. Leave some comments, questions down below if I was confusing, or if you're like, I still don't get it. Totally get that. We'll try to do another video to try to explain it. This is actually the first time I've like talked about shame in this nuance and also shared some of my experience more in depth. So there we go. Vulnerability, like right there, because not even all that was planned. Okay. But once you just be understand, like without being vulnerable, there no no change will ever happen. No change can happen. It's impossible. Okay. You can't be you can't be invulnerable, non-vulnerable, and actually have change happen. That you'll just have modification. Short things, but not true transformation. And that's ultimately what people are looking for. To be transformed from the person they are to the person they want to be. How do you do that? First off, you have to be able to embrace the shame and actually embrace the vulnerability of where you currently are to be able to grow, change, heal, and develop. If you want to do that one-on-one, if you want to work with me inside of our Thriver community, that's where I work with people exclusively, you can go to www.rawinnovations.com. You can join any of our challenges, start to move forward from there. We'd love to help you in your healing, in your growth, in your change, in your development. Share this, like, subscribe, rate, review. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a blessed day.